0: is the 77 WABC minicast. And joining us now is Pulitzer Prize winning columnist Michael Goodwin. Michael, uh, it was stunning to watch it. And I brought up the example earlier in the show about Jake Tapper cutting away when President Trump started talking about sealing the border. And Jake Tapper on CNN called it anti-immigrant because President Trump was saying protect our country. It It was disgusting.
1: Uh, thank you, Rita. You know, that that segment, which I didn't see before I wrote, but I've certainly seen it since, um, it, it struck me as that's the sort of thing that the, one journalist does to please another journalist. It's the kind of thing, hey, did you see what I did there? Did you see what I did there? Yeah, yeah. Hey, well done, Jake. Yeah, nice going. You shut him up, right? You 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 silenced him. Way to go. I mean, it has that feeling of like a Clubhouse, You know, uh, uh, done one journalist uh, showing off for other journalists. Now, I don't know if that's his motive, but I'm sure it played well within CNN. And if he went out for a drink afterwards, I'm sure uh, everybody would have said, hey, well done there, Jake. That was nervy of you. That's a good way to shut him up. I mean, because I think that's how they feel about Donald Trump. You know, we have to shut him up. We can't give him airtime. People, people will like him if we show him talking, if we see him talking about his uh, policy objectives. Uh, We can't have that. We have to shut him up. He's not worthy. But you know, what? you know, it's disgusting about him.
0: They portrayed themselves as journalists. Don't don't sit there and say, I'm a journalist. And then you're not going to give fair time to everybody. Let the voters decide, Michael. Don't try to rig it. And I'm speaking of some of these folks that clearly, oh, you don't want to hear him.
1: Michael, it's, it's Richard Weinberg. You just had this great column, which I think really summarizes. Let, the let her answer her, yeah, her
2: yeah, question. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let, let Michael answer. Let Michael answer her question. Yeah, Judge. Michael, come on,
1: please. <laughs> Look, I agree with you. I mean, I think that is is what Donald Trump is Trump is up against, and what frankly Trump supporters are up against. This sense that you are you are supporting an evil man. And no matter what Joe Biden does, he's not as bad as Donald Trump. So it's a it's it's a very strange way to approach an election as though we're electing a pope instead of a president. Uh, I want somebody, as I think most Americans do, who's going to get the big things done, who's going to get the big things right. Uh, But the media is playing this game and they they. Their fear is that every minute of airtime when Donald Trump is allowed to speak, then that is bad for their side. So they speak for him. They they translate him rather than letting him say it his own way.
0: Yeah, it is crazy. Judge Weinberg, uh,
1: what was your point? Michael, you had this great column in which you point out the contempt that a lot of these elite journalists and media types have for the average voter and for their values. Would you explain that, please? Well, look, I, I think that it goes back to 2016, of course, Richard, with uh, the New York Times after the election saying that, uh, writing a note, <clears throat> the editor and the publisher wrote a note to subscribers, which was, of course, then made public, in which they said, uh, we apologize for not seeing this coming. Now, I'm told that there were tears, and they, they had planned a party in the newsroom of the New York Times for Hillary Clinton's election. Uh, there were tears in the newsroom when Donald Trump was elected. And I think the Times felt that somehow it had missed this. It didn't really give Trump a chance. It figured it was in the bag. And so the apology was that we did not alert our readers. We did not. Our readers did not have the benefit of seeing this coming. Now, that was an interesting choice, and I think you can read it both ways, and maybe it was intended both ways. But I think that what's fast forward to now and they are determined not to let it happen again. So this time they see the Trump voters but they hate them, and that's what comes across now. Before they were they were surprised and then bewildered. Now it's pure hatred. They think Donald Trump is the sum of all evil, and anybody who supports him either has a screw loose or is evil also. And so I think they. this is a very hard thing to cover as a journalist if you feel that way, and that's why when you read their paper – they can't help but show the contempt they have, not just for Trump, but for the Trump supporters. And I think that's where, as as Rita said, they've crossed this line now. It's no longer just about him. They hate half the country.
2: Well, you know, Davos also cried a lot when <laughs> Trump won in Iowa. And today, I understand Jamie Dimon went on cnbc today and says uh uh, people are voting for trump because he was right about the economy and about immigration etc etc
1: yeah i've seen that segment and it it's quite breathtaking um you know cnbc has this dueling uh host uh uh, one's conservative, Joe, Joe Kernan, and the other one, Andrew Ross very liberal and you could see uh, Kernan nodding and agreeing with Jamie Dimon um, yes, I, I mean I think what, what Jamie Dimon, he was making two points really, one is you know that the Biden White House needs to take its foot off the gas on this stuff about Nazis and MAGA And all of that, that this is this is half the country and you are pouring vitriol on half the country. And then he says, you know, I don't think he said Trump was right. I think he said Trump was not wrong. Um, yeah, he said it wasn't that bad. I was it. watching.
0: He goes, listen, he didn't do a bad job with the economy. He didn't do a bad job with the border. And he, didn't yeah, do exactly. it, and he it, was right know, about and, China. And yeah. those
1: sorts of things. And COVID, I think, I think he mentioned also in terms of the vaccine. Uh, and so I thought that was a very, I thought that was the right approach. You don't have to like Donald Trump. You don't have to vote for Donald Trump. But to hate half the country which the government is doing, the White House is doing this. And and then that quickly takes you to these cases, which are being prosecuted all by Democrats. And there is on the record, the New York Times had this story. It doesn't go to it often anymore, but way back that Joe Biden wanted Merrick Garland to prosecute Donald Trump. Right. And lo and behold, Merrick Garland prosecuted Donald Trump. I mean, has anyone heard of the special counsel (laughs) who was supposedly probing joe biden's mishandling of classified documents that guy went into the witness protection program the yeah. was appointed. <laughs> that's true yeah. that is so well true. michael
2: goodman thank you for speaking out and everything you do and uh, we were talking before about that race we're having in just like 28 days february 13th uh with uh, tom swazi who is supporting joe biden on and bringing in more by migrants and calling them uh, what do you call them? Asylum, Asylum seekers. seekers. Which is a lot of BS. Yeah. Versus Mozzie, who says enough is enough with the migrants. Don't invade Nassau County.
1: It, look, if she turns out to be a good candidate uh, and is able to win that race, that will be a real wake-up call for Democrats. Because Tom Swasey's kind of like their handyman. Uh, they call on him. They don't really like him, but they call on him when they need him. Uh, and if if she can win that race, and there's a good chance. I mean, if she's a good candidate, you know, Long Island has been electing a lot of Republicans lately. So she should be able to pull that off.
2: Yeah, Michael, this is Pete King. She has an excellent chance oh, and of winning. Oh, then you know. Yeah, she has an excellent chance. In fact, I'll be with her tonight in Queens. She is also Northeast Queens. And... Uh, uh, it's, uh, to me, it's getting better each day, but it's going to be a tough fight. But I, right now, if I if I had to bet, I would definitely bet on Mozzie. Oh, that's that's, we, that's important. Doctor Siegel is waiting for us. Thank you, thank uh, you, Michael, Michael Goodwin. Thank you. My pleasure. And thank you all.